You are listening to a Nerd Room Podcast, a member of the Star Wars Commonwealth Podcast Network. Be sure to check out more from the Star Wars Commonwealth on the web at StarWarsCommonwealth.com and take your first steps into a larger world. Hey everyone and welcome to Nerdwood. We talk all things Star Wars, Marvel, and DC. This is episode number 221. We're discussing Zack Snyder's Justice League, Marvel Legend Reveals, and DCTV. I'm your host, Tim. I'm Troy. I'm Carlos. And I'm back once he- again. His <laughs> name is Sanjay. It's time to jump right in. There you go, man. Sanjay coming off his brief hiatus MIA, still don't know where he was. Maybe he'll enlighten us in his weekend nerd. Maybe he's in a big hunt. But guys, we are here to discuss once again the real Zack Snyder's Justice League. Now it's called that, guys. We gotta call it exactly that. It's not Justice League. Zack Snyder's Justice League. It was revealed by the man himself after his Man of Steel watch along that this is in fact coming to HBO Max. We had our clairvoyant episode last week where we talked about the genesis and what we thought this could potentially be based off of the furious rumors that were circulating twitter and the internet with regards to Zack Snyder's justice league and it is here it is official it is coming we've got a lot to discuss there we're going to discuss a little bit too as to what this movement could potentially bring to hbo max and other streaming services as well and guys hasbro fan first fridays this is becoming a big and a fun event that hasbro is doing we're getting huge reveals in the absence of major cons coming straight from hasbro and for the first time they're doing big marvel legends reveals and we're going to talk about build the figures a wave that's gonna got two of my boys in big big trouble at home <laughs> big pre-orders here and they're also be talking about dc tv we see the debut of star girl and the exit of batgirl so some interesting stuff to talk about there Whoa, batwoman 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 sorry batgirl batwoman just have to just have to you know that's get that okay. correction that's in. all right slide, okay. slide it into you slide into your <laughs> sanjay you're here to keep me on track keep me going and with that we're gonna jump straight in to our weeks in nerd it's been another busy week of pre-orders for me mrs nerd room i'm sorry i know you don't listen that much but at some point you're gonna see that credit card go ching 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 because holy moly (laughs) everything from turtles to star wars it's been an intense week for me but guys i gotta hear about what's going on sunny i'm gonna throw it to you first because we missed you last week the man of steel books is back in the nerd room what's going on where were you what were you doing i know you're gonna tell us some weird story but let's give it to them. Um, well, you know, what I was doing was um, there was this criminal mastermind and he had stolen or he had created this nuclear bomb and he had kind of <laughs> taken over Calgary and he had trapped like all the police underground. And what I had to do was Troy shaking his head saying like, damn, that's such a good film. I wish that's I was watching terrible it right movie. now. <laughs> terrible. <laughs> <laughs> what I had to do is I basically had to rise and, and defeat my arch nemesis so your broken um, back can be fixed that, by doing push-ups that's all you did, need is push-ups did you defeat your enemy or was it your wife that stepped in and you know kind of oh i recall no. it wasn't batman yeah. <laughs> whoa a little shade over there troy the angry boy coming this <laughs> podcast this in the future somewhere is a a dark knight series review 
maybe some yeah. guys like yeah, to promise yeah. that we'll get to yeah. it eventually someday somehow season seven yeah <laughs> that'll be our movie we're doing seven seasons of podcasting in a movie. Yeah, there you go. Sanjay, man, yeah. what were you picking up last week? How, what have you picked yeah, up this man. weekend? What was I picking up? Well, you can check out what I was picking up, and you can check out my entire Steelbook collection on YouTube. Make sure you hit up the Nerd Room channel. Check out my latest video. I was uh, a busy boy going through all my Steelbooks and uh, posting a video. And, man, I had a lot of fun doing that. So stay tuned. There may be more future videos down the road yeah and who actually, knows on that point i gotta give a shout out to a new subscriber doug duffy over yeah. on youtube and he even he threw you some major props and he did say that it was us that influenced him to get into comic books which i'm pretty pleased with which is awesome but like That's the funny amazing. the funniest thing about that whole comment was anonymous twitter tweeter 16 <laughs> yeah <laughs> a nice throwback to a previous episode but way on to say what's up doug welcome yeah. to the nerd room and glad thanks that you're on board listening. with comic thanks books for watching yeah. yeah man and let us know what you think of uh batman monsters and men so and it's huge uh, i'm so glad to hear that that uh, we got you in the comic books in terms of like besides that you know i haven't been doing it too much like i'll discuss some of like some movies i've watched a little bit later on in the episode but uh, one tv show that i've been watching is this harley quinn show uh this cartoon i don't know if you guys have been catching it at all but they're almost done season two um i just gotta say right off the hop this is fantastic like this is one of my favorite comic book shows maybe even ever like it is so good it's so funny like the humor is very like tongue-in-cheek and it's it just works so well and there's like a lot of great cast of villains like people that i never thought i would see in like an animated you know comedy involving harley quinn like this last episode had like an a-list villain that i was just like oh like are they gonna go there yep they went there you know they went there took pictures and got the postcard like it was it was fantastic and you know there's some nice like interplay between harley and ivy and like Ivy, um, you know, she's engaged to Kite Man, but, you know, Harley may, you know, may have feelings for her. So it's a nice little like setup that they're doing. And the thing I like about this show is that because it's so ridiculous, they can do like crazy plots where like they could kill like an A-list villain. And you just like you just roll with it. Right. Because you're just like, whatever. Like this is like its own separate pocket universe. If, if you were watching like Batman, the animated series or Justice League, the animated series, and they kill off one of those people, I'd be like what they can't kill off this character like this is this is crap but with this harley show i'm just like yeah man let's just let's kill them off and let's keep going <laughs> like it's just such a great tone and uh i can't say enough good things so if you're not checking it out make sure you check it out and wb if you're listening don't release this thing on dvd only like that is so bad man like you don't release stuff on vhs don't release stuff only on dvd like i understand people still have dvds and that's fine you can release it on dvd but also release it on blu-ray like we're into the 4K era now. It's fine to release stuff on DVD, but at least give us like the scale-up option to be like, hey, I want to give you more money. Like, Let me give you more money because I would buy this day one Blu-ray or 4K, no questions asked. But because it's only coming out on DVD, I'm just going to be like, you know what? I'll probably hold off because they'll probably release it on Blu-ray one day. So that's just my spiel, my little ramble. But uh, yeah, man, let's uh, let's hear what you guys have been up to in your week in Noid. Annoyed. Yeah, it's, it's still a mystery as to where you were last week, but we're going to leave that hanging for a little bit. I kind of like the intrigue, the mystery that you bring to the podcast from time to time. Now, Troy, yeah, man. what's going on, my dude? You you threw up an awesome video on Instagram oh, today, just Cheers. giving the frame to 
Spawn, man. Whew. Yeah, man. What a oh, thing. So much fun. Oh, I've been so waiting for, for this this weekend nerd. <laughs> yeah, shoot. You know, it's crazy because we did a little, you know, a little session not too long ago. So I feel like we already, you know, let all the goodies out the bag. So I got a, I got a relapse here. But uh, Sonny, thanks for um, pitching out that Harley Quinn. That's a good little synopsis. I might have to check that out, man. Season one and two. I'm, I'm no, not for you. <laughs> no, no, you didn't like Shazam. You don't like Dark Knight Rises. Troy, it's actually a terrible show. I would not recommend it for you. Maybe I'll stay away. You're going to watch away. one episode and be like, this is crap, Sanjay. Stop <laughs> suggesting Sonny needs a recommendation win here. Yeah, yeah man. I think this, this could do it. Yeah, <laughs> don't don't watch just one episode because you won't like it because I didn't like it after one. But oh, kind of okay. after the third one, it, it figures out what it wants to do. And yeah, I really liked it after that. You watching on Adult Swim there, Sonny? Uh, I think on Teletoon. Okay. Or no, yeah. it, no it's, it's, it's one of the two because there's on Saturday and then it's also on Sunday. Yeah, I think Teletoon becomes Adult Swim kind of at like 11 o'clock or whatever it is. So, uh, okay, yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> but no, let no, me know what you think. Seriously, Troy, let me know what you think. I'd be no, curious 100%, to see. No, 100%. 100%. Yeah, because yeah, no, I got to hear your thoughts still too. Sorry, I'm rambling. I got to hear your thoughts still on uh, Apocalypse War too. Oh, I still have to check that one out. I, okay. I have okay. it. It's just sitting there, but I just haven't okay. got around to. Uh... I, I, I smell a bonus episode coming with yeah, Apocalypse man. War. Bonus content. We're gonna we're gonna yeah. tease that one because we talked about that in the background, and I think that might be a bonus review that we throw out there just to to see some of the varying opinions at the table yeah. here. <laughs> uh, we're gonna review Apocalypse Now from Francis Ford Coppola, the uh, gripping war drama. That's right up our you know genre alley. <laughs> <laughs> all right Troy, man i gotta hear what's going on yeah yeah you know what so i i i, got, I forgot last week's episode um and I, I ran it by carlos there but i did pick up um sticking to that tnr golden rule i picked up the dual pack of um grandmaster mm-hmm. and Korg. the other guy yes exactly from uh ragnarok um i think this thing was originally like 60 bucks 59 bucks I found it on Walmart. Ninety nine was the original price. Yeah. So I found it on Walmart because I had no nice. intentions of getting this thing. And I found it at Walmart for 26 bucks online. And then I decided to go into Walmart myself. And I found it on a clearance section for 20 bucks. What? So I was like, yeah, 20 bucks. There is like three of them left. So I was like, yeah, I got to do it. 10 bucks a piece for the character. <laughs> and um, yeah, so that's, that's, you know, I got a little warm up there. And then eventually in the mail, man, eventually in the mail, MK11 Spawn McFarland Toys. Wow. Uh, props to Carlos over here because him and I have been going back and forth on the hunt for this figure because we wanted the figure with the sword. It had to have the sword, not the mace, not an axe. It has to have the sword. And Carlos hit me up one morning. He's like, yo, it's on EB right now. And uh, pre ordered that bad boy and it showed up in the mail. And man, this thing did not disappoint from the scale, from the detail on the skin, the shading, the eye. The eyes look like they're looking at you. At all times, um, the articulation is great. The sword accessory is awesome. It only comes with one sword, but still, it's uh, it, it works for me, man, on so many levels. I feel like McFarlane nailed it with everything when it comes to this figure. I mean, you could do little things with a cape if you want to get like a cloth good cape. By all means, go ahead. But either in that, this thing is incredible, man. It really sets the bar high. I still get to get the Wonder Woman because I'd love to compare these guys all together. But Spawn for me right now, it. It, 2020 is early, but it's probably my 2020 figure of the year as wow. of right now. Wow. I, wow. I love What's this the, thing. What was the price point of the spawn? 
Oh man, shoot, it wasn't bad at all. Carlos, what was that thing? 30 something, 34, 34, man. 24. Yeah, wow. 24 bucks. Good deal. Yeah. yeah. It's 24 yeah. or 29 at the most. <clears throat> right. Because I, I had to add like five bucks ship to get me mm. over the shipping threshold. Yeah. Exactly. So I think it was 25. Yeah. Yeah. If you picked it up in store, whatever the case was, it'd be like 24 or 25 bucks. I think in the States, oh. it's like 19 bucks. Like it's McFarlane's insane. pumping out product for a good, good price points. And uh, yeah, man, no, that thing was like oh, a major highlight for me. Um, and then going back to my man, Sonny here, I know I'm on my, my steelbook grind here. <laughs> and, um, you know, I was trying to find uh, Amazing Spider-Man 2, the steelbook. It's not my favorite Spider-Man movie, but I love <laughs> steelbook. Um, so good. So good, man. And uh, I picked that up. Um, well, I ordered it off eBay for a wicked price. I think it was like, I think it was like 21 bucks all in. Damn, so that's a good steal. Yeah, I couldn't go wrong with that. And then um, today I ended up ordering another Amazing Spider-Man 1 steelbook from France. Um, <laughs> nice. <laughs> Is it La Amazing Spider-Man? Is it in French or? <laughs> no, no, the cover oh, really? looks like it's in English. So that's okay. a that's a bonus. Um, and then the pre-orders, man. So I got nothing actually coming in right now, but the pre-orders, and we're going to get into it, man. Oh. Uh, but I tell you, I've never clicked the, you know, checkout button more faster in my life. When I saw the lineup, the wave that they gave us from Peter Parker, Spider-Man with the vintage 1990s animated series card back to the original Spider-Man, to the Gwen Stacy, to the Green Goblin, to the Electro, uh, to, man, there was so much. Oh, and Daredevil, you mm -hmm. know, like everything in this my voice. You know, and it's crazy because there's not even a builder figure in here. And I was like, I'm all in. You know, like, I didn't even need to build a figure. I was all in with this, this wave release. So, again, Hasbro, a broken record over here. But these guys are killing it. The toy game itself is hungry. Like, we have McFarlane it's... over here. We have Hasbro. We have everybody. NECA, everybody is, like, on point. And, it's insane oh, right now. Insane. It's, it's, great, man. it's so good to be a consumer right now. It's, <laughs> it's, it's like, it's literally a... across the board. I agree with you. Like, yeah. I'm dipping my toes, and I talk about here in a few minutes, into things that I would have never even looked at a year ago, two years ago. And I've got three pre-orders right now, but there I will get go. into that. Oh man. And we're going to get into this Hasbro stuff too. Talking about it in big detail. Cause I know, I know this wave is going to cause some issues in the goddamn oh, Batman's house. Oh man. Oh, uh, sorry. Sorry. Last thing. It's a small thing. Like literally it's a small thing. I forgot. I got oh, the, yeah. um, the child, the child nice. came in from, um, from Indigo. So chapters over here. And, uh, I had no idea this thing was that small. It's tiny. Like, it's tight. It's like a micro machine, dude. Like, yeah. it's really? Like, it's really, really small. I have them like uh, in box next to um, Mandalorian, and this thing's tiny, but it's so cool. Like, and that price point, I think it's like 14, 13 yeah. bucks. Yeah, There's man. A few so. accessories in that. I don't have mine in hand yet. Mine's in, in purgatory right now, shipping purgatory. And so <laughs> <laughs> hopefully, I'll get it sooner rather than later. But yeah, that's it's like funny because you send a picture with it in your hand. Yeah, and you're right. This thing is like so tiny. Yeah, man. It's hilarious. It's, it's small. Yeah, it's awesome. But like you mentioned last episode, I think it's last episode, but I love what Hasbro's doing with, you know, some figures, whether they're big or small, but if they're not giving you much, then the price points yeah, match. Yeah, you know. So from the solo uh, being frozen to the uh, the tiny little uh, child, it's uh, it's great. You can't beat that price. No, and they, that's, that's to me the mentality of Hasbro right now is that they want to give you this stuff, but they don't want to kill you with it. Like, agreed, some of the prices are probably drifting a little bit higher, especially when compared to McFarlane. And we almost get into this every episode. But they're starting to grade things back. Even the du dual packs, like the pre-orders for the Zuckus and Forlom for the uh, vintage card back, it's, yeah. it was 59 bucks. It was, so it's basically like priced properly. It's not used that usual 10, 15 bucks higher for the dual pack, right? Right. For the exclusive. So, yeah, they're doing great things there. But 
Goddamn Batman, man. What's going on with you? You've got new position for Podden. It looks great. Yeah, I know you guys can't see this, but he's got like literally the bat suit behind him. It's amazing. It's incredible. <laughs> the Justice dope. League sweater. My man. Yeah, man. He's got yeah. to represent. Yeah. Well, it's uh, it's on, on theme for today. So yeah. I, Say I, what just... you will about the movie, but their like, clothing line was like top notch. Like, I have a hoodie from Walmart. This Justice League is like, the most comfortable hoodie I ever have. Yeah, this shirt is like from the Gap. They had like this whole Gap line of clothing and stuff like that. So <laughs> I, I'm sure, like between like our family and my godkids and whatnot, we bought probably 95 percent of that line. <laughs> yeah, but uh, the super duper clearance section. Yeah. No, uh, we we were all in off the hop. I, I wish I had waited <laughs> <laughs> to get up that Gap outlet after the fact. But say uh, la vie. I'm all uh, all ready for. Uh, HBO Max's release, but uh, yeah, yeah, no, for me, my MK11 spawn came in as well, and oh, yeah, what else is there to say? Like, I can't um, follow up Troy's Troy's song there. That was amazing. So <laughs> everything he said times two. Like, there was nothing to dislike with this figure. He is perfect. He's the game version of that spawn brought to life, and yeah, he great. And McFarlane, like, if I have a complaint, they're a little light on accessories, but I almost don't mind it. Like, to give me what you're giving me for that price point, whatever, I'm I'm happy to just go with the one accessory and, and be done with it kind of thing. So, yeah, he's cool. He, he's got a perch next to Diana right now. I don't know how long he'll last there. I got warned <laughs> within, like, 15 minutes of, of him showing up there. But but they look cool, man. Like, yeah. Battle yep. posed up, some armor and that sword flying. And, yeah, I'm glad that Troy kind of gave me the nudge to go hard for that sword as opposed to settling for the mace version. So yeah. that worked out good. And then, yeah, it was uh, my birthday a few weeks ago. My wife had ordered me oh, a happy book. Birthday. Yeah, happy birthday, man. Your presents in the mail. I know. sent it to you, but it's just in the mail. And because of the slowdown, you, you'll get it eventually. But it's there. Don't worry. Well, it's funny that you say that because the reason that I have something for this weekend, nerd, is... My wife, kind of day before my birthday, we had an Amazon box kind of in decontamination. It just kind of got forgotten there because she's like, oh, I know what that is. It just break out when the time comes. So she opens the Amazon box and inside, instead of the sweet DC book that she had ordered me, was a grade 11 physics textbook. <laughs> 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 yeah. So, <laughs> needless to say, there was nothing for that weekend, nerd. But uh, <laughs> this weekend, nerd, we had uh, the proper delivery, and she had got me this uh, DC Comics variant covers, a complete history book, nice. and uh, like it is sweet. Like it, the thing is huge; it's like a foot by a foot and a half. Oh wow! But it basically goes from like 1986, where with like John Byrne's Man of Steel, where they had two covers for issue number one, like one that kind of was uniform with the trade dress and then one that just had like a close-up of the classic sh shirt rip kind of thing. And then it goes all the way into like the rebirth era and like the, it had like a dust jacket on it with this kind of janky um, Neil Adams uh, justice league picture on it. It's like, okay, but I don't like his new stuff right now, but I peel it back to start looking at this thing, just not wanting to wreck it. And man, it had the most gorgeous like virgin white Frank Cho like embossed drawing of like the Trinity on the front of this book. Oh. Like, I don't know why they're hiding that thing, but uh, yeah. And it is beautiful. I'll throw some pics up in our Instagram there. And uh, 
I took some as I was going through, but it just blew my mind. All the cool covers and it kind of goes through the full history. So like, like I said, from the eighties, like, and then through like experiments in the nineties with like steampunk variant covers and some of the lenticular stuff that they did. And then nice. yeah, just all the lead-ins to the different events and whatnot. And, uh, yeah, that uh, that was a pleasant surprise, and yeah, I'll share that for sure with the listeners and the rest of you guys. And beautiful. Yeah. I gotta ask: Does it have the Batgirl Purple Rain variant, New Fifty Two? Yeah, oh, yeah. Love it has there a few go. of those album ones in there. There we yeah. go. The that Free Willy one with Aquaman, I think, is in there. It must be in there, eh? Yeah. They, there one? was just yeah, there's so many that were just so blowing many. my mind yeah. as I was going yeah. through this thing. That's but. cool. So cool. yeah, it, it was cool. Like, and it just uh, it was something that I wouldn't have expected to get, and then. It, the whole scenario with it coming to me was kind of hilarious, but uh, yeah, it's a, it's a neat way to have all of those in kind of one consumable format. Like, like Tim and I had talked before, you can collect lots of books, but you can't really enjoy them because they end up in a long box or something yeah. like that for too mm-hmm. long, right? So, something like this, you can just kind of flip through. And uh, I'm bad for buying books just because they have cool covers. So, yeah, just to just have something <laughs> where I can have them all in one spot. So, yeah, like I yet. bought this one, never read it. Bought this yeah. one, never read it. This one, this <laughs> one. Like this was gonna pay for my college. Yeah, those. Death of Superman variant number seven. That variant <laughs> game is is something else. It's a deep mm. dark hole. But having those collected yeah. art books are are incredible. I love that yeah. stuff. And it's one of those things too that you put it on the shelf, it might sit there for a couple months, and then you pull it back off. And it's like yeah. you flip through it. Oh, it's and he's catch something new every time. That's what I love about those art books. Absolutely, yeah, totally, man. Totally, yeah. It's a perfect way to consume that kind of stuff. Beautiful, beautiful. All right, guys. Well, I'm gonna wrap us up here. Take us home before we jump into some Hasbro yeah, talk. So pre-orders is the name of the game, and Ninja Turtles is my new muse, guys. Holy nice. moly! <laughs> you know, yes. I I left last week's episode. I can't remember if I talked about this. Days are blurring together, and we had a conversation on Sunday, too, so I can't remember what we've talked about on air and what we haven't. But if I had told the story before, I'm sorry, guys, but I got to tell it again. So I ended last week's episode talking about pre-orders and how I really wanted to get into this turtle stuff, and I was getting itchy. I had him in the cart. I go to my cart in EB Games literally after we recorded, and the Foot Soldier and Shredder are no longer available at EB Games. I'm like, no, you've got to be kidding me. These sat in my cart for like two weeks. Gone. <sighs> So I I get over that next day or two days later, I jump back on to EB games to see if they pop back up. Carlos had given me some, some wise words. Oh, it'll come back up. Don't worry about it. So I hop back up on there. No shredder, but lo and behold, the NECA Ralph, 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 (laughs) Raphael is sitting there up for pre-order for 32 Mm. bucks. Pull the trigger on that bad boy, threw a foot soldier in, boom, got them both. Lo and behold, I go on this weekend, shredders back. So nice. he is now nice. waiting to be picked up over at our local EB games here. So deep dive into NECA for me here. This is a, a dangerous, dangerous step, especially with the Back to the Future stuff coming. Uh, I, I just, I don't know where I'm going with this, guys, but the focus <laughs> seems to be the first Ninja Turtles movie for now. I got to get mm-hmm. my hands on on Donnie, Leo, and Mikey. I know you got them, Troy, so I'm, I'm a bit jealous, but... <laughs> they they're available on Amazon for a bit of a price hike. I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna wait it out. I'm hopefully gonna be able to snag them mm-hmm. at EB Games, but I, I'm pretty excited about this uh, this little shift away from from Star Wars and Marvel into something a little different. Uh, dangerous, dangerous path, I think, though, because these NECA figures at that price point. They're gorgeous, go absolutely wrong. gorgeous. Can't go wrong. I can't wait till you get them in hand, man. Like they'll, oh. they'll blow you away. I thought they were nice, and then when I 
got them out of the box and started yeah. playing with them is just, yeah. It's so film accurate. It's on another level, those things. From the texture of their skin, the turtles, um, everything, man. You even get, like, the articulated headbands. You can even take two, like, I think it comes with two different headbands for each turtle. Nice. So you can have them, like, flapping oh. up or flapping down. Ah, cool. Well, the accessories are turtle. crazy. And at $32, yeah. that's the price point I'm buying them at, 32 Canadian. Yeah. which is probably like in that $27 range in the US or $25 range in the US. So like these are unreal figures. Again, I don't even have them in hand and I know that they're unreal figures just by the look of them and the amount of accessories that come with them. Just wait, man. Just wait. Like <laughs> so excited. So excited. And then released from Pure Later Purgatory was finally not my child 6-inch Black Series figure, but my child Funko Pop. Got it in hand here. This thing is adorable. It's a very popular pop right now. It's kind of in this sideways box, I guess. It's a, I guess, a proper box, but on its side. It's a, it's a great add to the Mandalorian collection. I've kept my Funko Pop slim and trim, but of course the child had to end up in the collection here, adding to that Mandalorian wave. Few exclusive I got there, but pretty happy that this showed up. It sat in quarantine there for a few days. I busted it open. My daughter, first thing she said, "Can we open it, or can you get me one?" <laughs> Like, oh, <laughs> cute so <That's> awesome <laughs> down the rabbit hole i go again with these funko pops but needless to say it's here i can't wait to get my hands on that black series the little tiny guy probably pull him out put him right on the the chest of the mandalorian there but you know that's 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 it for figs for me this week guys it's it's been an interesting kind of transition from the black series from the marvel legends into the NECA stuff but what i'm very much looking forward to and guys we got to talk about some hasbro figs now come on mm. Hasbro, like you said, Troy, they are killing it shoulder to shoulder here with McFarlane. Everything that most of these toy companies are putting out has been complete fire and has gotten all of us in trouble with the misses. It's <laughs> between pre-orders and random stuff that's showing up, not to mention showing up on my wife's birthday. <laughs> oh, is that a present for me? Uh, it's going to stay at the garage for a couple of days. We'll see. <laughs> but let, let's talk about this Hasbro Fan First Friday. So this is something they've been doing with Star Wars and Marvel recently. I don't know if they've done a Transformers one not, or not yet, but needless to say, they're, they're putting the fans first and they're giving us these comic-con these convention style of reveals again like i said at the top in the absence of of those conventions themselves now the first thing that we got to talk about here is you know troy you touched on this is this retro wave of spidey figures we saw these i believe the first couple of them at least i think the gwen peter parker and spider-man at toy fair this year and then they now have completed a six-figure wave with is that the is green goblin daredevil and marvel's electro now guys i gotta throw it to to carlos here because troy and then jump in whenever man but carlos i know you're not a not a well you are now (laughs) <laughs> much to probably the dismay of mrs goddamn batman but trigger was pulled on these this is an incredible wave even for like this isn't something i'm gonna be putting in my cart but i can't wait to see what it looks like on the shelves when you guys get these in hand man carlos like how are you feeling about this wave so if you if you're married to me just fast forward about 90 seconds right <laughs> this, now. Has become so a, this has become five, a, a segment now <laughs> four three two one i bought the whole damn wave like, <laughs> holy smokes like this is it so yeah like the peter spidey and gwen with the the reveal a few weeks ago 
blew my mind and I was kind of all in, love the card, love the look of those figures. And then, yeah, like to be able to segue right into a couple of the key members, like his greatest foe and one of the key members of the Sinister Six, it's right there. And I kind of had in the back of my head, I'd like to put a Sinister Six together. And then you're going to round out the wave with Daredevil and tell me I'm not going to buy it? Come on. So <laughs> you at, like you literally said you wanted that fig. <laughs> yeah, Maybe not this like, exact fig, but pretty darn close. No, exactly. Like King of the World, it would have been like a classic Matt Murdock, but like I, I kind of dig that 90s armor look for mm-hmm. him. Like I remember when they launched it and it totally made sense at the time and I thought it was a cool update back when I was a kid and so happy to have the fig uh, with that suit on and the Matt Murdock head is unreal on it. So even just to have that, knowing that down the line we'll hopefully get like a red or yellow version of dd as well um yeah i was super stoked so um i forget where i went first but like the pre-orders were sold out or almost all the figs were sold out and uh i thought you know what screw it i'm just gonna jump in for this whole the whole wave pre-order and Mm. i'm glad i did because within like 45 minutes of doing that like they weren't to be found anywhere so he's gonna be tough to find on the pegs if they ever hit the pegs in any sort of capacity it's mm. it's a beautiful, beautiful wave. And it's funny watching this evolve in our DM because like Troy said, it was like trigger pull. Then Carlos, you're kind of wavering in there. And then all of a sudden it was just like, yeah, I did it. <laughs> oh yeah, it didn't take long because Troy, like I saw them and I didn't think they'd go up for pre-order that quick. And then, yeah, I think an email came out from a retailer and Troy pulled the trigger there. And I was like, eh, maybe. And I kind of poked around in like the Canadian sites and there was nothing. I had a shower and by the time, like, I don't think I even like had clothes on and I was just like, ah, <laughs> I'm buying this line. That's amazing. Yeah. It's it's so funny how you're like, I'll wait for, like, cause you said, I'm going to wait till it comes, pops up on Amazon. And yeah. Troy's like, nah, Arwood's a big bat. <laughs> <laughs> it's absolutely brilliant. Now, Troy, man, are these going to yeah, be... Man. In like you're gonna keep these on the card, or are you gonna be buying doubles of these? Because some we got the head swap for the Mary Jane and the Gwen Stacy. Mm-hmm. You know we've got Norman Osborn. Like these got all got head swap for the most part. Oh. Like are, are you gonna be buying multiples of these? Well, let me tell you this. This was crazy, right? <laughs> so, so what I did. Well, to give you a little bit of backstory because how important this this Spider Man character is to me, and and Tim's kind of to blame for this. So, um, when we first got it. into these things, so. <laughs> Tim was actually into the you know the toy collecting far before I was, and um, he kind of got me into it. But I was like, I won't do the Marvel Legends, but I'll do the Black Series and I'll do the Marvel Selects because I thought the Marvel Selects at the time, mm-hmm. um, the detail was fantastic, and I was just going to keep them in the box. I was never going to play with these things. And then, you know, back of my head, man, Tim's kind of there, like you know, get these things, get these things. And so I was in my Walmart and I found Pizza Spider Man. And at the time, even then, was like that's kind of a hard find because he was on his way out. And so, long behold, the piece of Spider-Man is my first Marvel Legend ever. So, over the years, we've gotten these re-releases of other Spider-Mans, but it's never quite been, like, the perfect Spider-Man until 2020 Toy Fair, when I saw the release of this 90s animated card back Spider-Man. I was like, this is the one. Not just for the detail, not just for the face swaps, but for the articulation. This guy has, like... He's kind of like a hybrid of like the Power Ranger figures and the Marvel Legends where he has like the ab crunch, but he also has like the waist swivel, not the waist swivel, like the torso swivel. His articulation is on another level. So that being in mind, when I this thing dropped, um, I went to Hasbro Pulse 
and boom, they were like sold out of the Spider-Man. I was like, no, like I, I collected Gwen, I collected a couple other things, but Spider-Man was gone. So I was like, peace. I'm going to big bad toys. Like I'm not messing around. I'm not losing on this. And you know what? I picked up like, I think I got like three of the Spider-Man. Like I, I, need, <laughs> I, That's need amazing. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I picked up two. Yeah. I, I really, I, I just lost my mind. So I picked up two and I was like, nope, give me another one. I picked up three. I was like, give me two Gwens. Cause I need the Mary Jane. Yeah, you do. You know what I mean? Give me one Greek goblin. Cause I already have the other goblin and that looks pretty cool. Give me one Electro. Give me one uh, Matt Murdock. Because that head swap, man. That head swap was like, are you kidding me? Um, yeah, I lost my mind. I lost my mind. I still haven't even recovered from that that order. But, um, dude, yeah, I went all in on that toy. And uh, all those toys, I guess I should say. And um, and no regrets. Honestly, like, I've been waiting so long for this release of the Spider-Man. And I was pretty close before uh, to buying the... Um, was it the Mafex Spider-Man? Because that was like the next best thing. But I like to keep everything in the Marvel Legends scale and yeah. the Marvel Legend line. And yeah, New York Toy Fair came out and just blew me away. And um, I think it's New York Toy Fair that we got. Yeah, yeah, this was, is, yeah, I, yeah, I believe so. Yeah, in February there. Yeah. So yeah, like I said, man, fastest pre-order ever on my end. I just, I needed these figures. And you know, like if I see them in the wild, which probably I won't, but if I do, I'll, I'll probably pick them up again. Like I'll grab them for my daughter. Like I need this thing <laughs> in my life. That's <laughs> a absolutely i love that story because it was funny because in the dm troy was like unapologetically pre-ordered a big bad no done <laughs> and it was just like and you you pay a bit of the extra for the, the exchange and the shipping and that but to be honest with you it's the way to go with stuff that's hard to find either dork side or big bad or something like that because you can't always just depend on the market here we're running into this issue with the retro ghostbusters and big shout out to darth man he sent us a dm saying oh i saw them i'll go back he went back and checked unfortunately they were gone but big shout out to him for looking out for the yeah. boys here up up north because we just still haven't seen those but if you can get your hands on these things sometimes you know even if you're breaking the rule just a little bit yeah. you got to pay a little extra just for that guarantee it's very much worth it sometimes, like especially for a special line like this. Like if you never get that Spidey man, you'll be crushed. Exactly, man. Devastated, just devastated. And you know the cool thing too with this wave is like I've known so many other guys that are you know kind of getting to the Marvel Legends too, and they they're like, man, um, where'd I go to get this figure or this figure? And I'm like, unfortunately, those guys are kind of hard to get now. But with this wave, like you're getting Goblin, you're getting Electro, you're getting Spider Man, you're getting a Gwen. You're getting all these figures that are re-releases but done better than before, and you can finally get your, you know, your second or third chance at these figures, whereas you couldn't get them before. So it's just a, it's a win, man. It's a win for everybody. Newcomers, guys that have been in the game for a while, guys that are kind of recent, whatever the case is, man. Hasbro, this line has you covered, hands yeah, down. It's beautiful. Yeah. Now, Sunny Man, I gotta ask, look, you're not in the Marvel Legends game, but this Spider-Man, the Toy Biz look, this era of the character. Like, are you, are you feeling this? Like, if you see these swinging from the pegs, just so happen me walking down that aisle in Walmart, looking left, looking right, and boom, there it is. Is this yeah. going to tempt you at all? Yeah, absolutely, man. Like, oh, I've shit. always said my favorite incarnation of Spider-Man was the 90s animated series. And so now, are these, like, meant to look like how they looked in the animated series? Or is it just the card back that is replicating how they were sold back in the 90s? Exactly. Just the card back. The card back... Oh, uh, okay. So it's just the card back. So it's not the actual figures. No, because I mean, the Matt Murdock they're based off is in the 90s. He had the 90 costumes. He had the red costume. Whereas this right. one yeah. is like the black and, and silver. The Spider-Man. I mean, the Spider-Man oh, has the classic so suit. So close but... to perfection. You should, oh, you, so should, you should get the Spidey, though. The Spidey Dude, just is to like, keep in card or on card. Yeah, keep it in card. Yeah. 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 
Looks good. Okay, yeah, man. Like if if this was like the the looks or the designs from the anime series, I'd be right there with you, Troy. Like I'd be like hunting this thing out. But you know, I may just like loosely hunt this. Where if I'm at Walmart picking up some stuff, and I you know decide to swing by the toy aisle and I check it out, it might tempt me. So, no, wait, it might hold tempt on. Me. So you you're telling me the first place you don't you go is elsewhere not the toy aisle man i literally <laughs> run to the toy aisle every time i go yeah, into you walmart. Gotta go to the movie movie section <laughs> it's oh, like it's yeah, literally man, i'm literally looks... racing my shadow to the toy aisle <laughs> oh see and i mommy I what's it. this man doing <laughs> I, I wait till the groceries are done and then that's like my treat for enduring right? trying to find okra and if you're things. if you're a good boy carlos will stop <laughs> by the toy aisle on the way out you don't so, ask for too many things but you guys don't have this like as soon as I get into the store, I have this panic moment. Like yep. everyone else is in there running after this black series. Yes. And so I got to go straight there. I'm like, buddy to my left, buddy to my right. I don't think so. I'm cutting through the bras. I'm cutting through like the <laughs> baggage section and all this stuff. Yep. I got to yep. get straight to the toy aisle. Well, like, buddy to your left, buddy to your right should be at least six feet away, first of all. Man, I haven't been in a Walmart in three months. But <laughs> <laughs> needless to say, that's roll right. up in a Walmart in like a full hazmat suit like, <laughs> from uh, Outbreak or something. We're the yellow suit. It. We're close to it, but no, I'm with Tim, man. I go in there like it's Force Friday. Yeah, me too. I'm, no, I'm, I'm racing towards the pegs, dude. 100%. I oh, man, I 100%. saw. I'm so, I'm so happy that you're the same way. Because <laughs> man, that's like full panic mode for me. <laughs> like yeah. I feel like, yeah. man, Force Friday. Those are good times. Those Force Fridays, man. Bows up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, let's talk about a few more reveals here from Marvel Legends. We'll just go over these and get to the the big one here. So we do have a Moon Knight coming. They have these AIM troop builder soldiers are putting out. This is a Hasbro Pulse exclusive. So if you're into troop building, all those AIM soldiers, they're doing this the same way that I think they're going to do Stormtroopers for a, a Pulse exclusive as well in the Star Wars space. So you can actually troop build at a discounted price. So these aren't going to be your $30 figures anymore. They're going to be, I think, around that $20 price point or so. We've got some of these deluxe sets coming. These seem to be a bigger and bigger thing that are swinging from the pegs. So it's a re-release of the Apocalypse, the Age of Apocalypse Build-A-Figure, as well as there's this uh, retro-looking war machine that comes with all the explosions and stuff. Very similar to that white Black Widow that we got. That's about $40 for a price point. So it is creeping up there. And again, we've talked about the value for plastic in there not quite there yet for me except for that widow does come with a stand i believe um the the flight stand so getting there getting better but let's talk let's talk about some of the q a session reveals troy i don't know if you saw this or not but tell me were you a fan of house of x and power of x or power of 10 oh 100 yeah 100 that's my book so they revealed that they're doing figures marvel legends for that comic book run Cyclops and everything with the blue and uh I don't know black. exactly what they're doing, but they're doing figures from both of those books. They are planned. Oh my lord. Okay. Wow. Jeez, well, those Hasbro. were like such perfect looks because they were oh. like the classic looks, but just made updated. They yeah, weren't the Wolverine's super... back in the brown, but it's a little more modern. Cyclops yeah, just... has the blue and black, but the modern like tweaks. That's what I love. Is just oh. you know, you can update them. Just it's coming, crazy. man. X-Men oh. is a, it looks like it's going to be a huge focus going forward for Hasbro. Wow. And this House of X Power of 10 is going to be a big line that's coming here in the future. And also, man, SDCC 2020, 
we know that's been canceled. We know they usually do exclusives. They are coming out. They will be available likely on Hasbro Pulse. And these are both going to be X-Men figures as well. One comic book and one movie X-Men will be the exclusives that were originally slated to be at SDCC that we will be able to get our hands on. So that is very exciting. And keeping with the X-Men wave before we just touch on two other things, HasLab. You guys all know what HasLab as is. This is Hasbro Pulse, their laboratory where they're doing and cooking up the biggest toys we can get. So this is kind of a crowdfund type of idea where if they get enough people, they will do something that is outrageously large. Look at the Build-A-Barge. They did this for Star Wars. There was another one that they did, not a Transformer, but there's another, I can't remember. No, it was the Castle Grayskull, I think. That was oh, done. that's right. It's um, huge. I don't know if that yeah. was through HasLab or not, but they just did a basically a crowdfund, and they teased their next project. Now, they did tease for you know, in a video form for what they're going to do at New York Toy Fair, and they showed us what looked to be a prototype for the leg of this new HasLab Marvel Legends. First time they're going into the Marvel Legends line for this crowdfunding type of purchase. It's going to be the Sentinel scaled pretty close to that six inch series. The leg they showed looked to be about 12 plus inches tall. This thing is going to be enormous, absolutely enormous. Now, Troy, something this big price Mm. point, likely in that three to $400 range. I think if we're lucky, yeah. Given the X collecting what's Mm. coming down the line, does this scaled Sentinel interest you at that price? Are you going to be backing this? Well, this is tough, man. Me, me and Darth Goody are going to have to consult on this one because yeah, yeah, right. you know, we're, we're, we're big X-Men guys there. And um, no, um, this thing for me, it's it's cool because I'm uh, I'm unboxing a lot of the X-Men. And what better way to display them than having them battle oh. one Sentinel? Like, it's going to look incredible. But at the same time, like displaying this guy, like I'm going to have to get a whole new kind of display <laughs> shelf. Just, yeah, you are. just for that piece, you know. But um, I applaud what, what uh, Hasbro is doing. And... You know, because we've had we've had Sentinels in the past, and they're they're smaller, and it's just not the same. You know, it's like the Fox X Men movie uh, Sentinel scale. You know, it's just, <laughs> they got to be ginormous. Um, so yeah, I'll have to see what that price point is, because for me, like, that's like, do I do a Hot Toy or do I do a Sentinel? Exactly. That's so. Yeah, so it's, it's kind of tough, but I got to see what they're gonna what that price point is, man. But I love love what they're doing. Absolutely, it's, it's so cool. It's that once in a lifetime opportunity because they have yeah. done Sentinels before and they've done them in build a figure form back prior to kind of this new era of Marvel Legends, and they're mm-hmm. about you know eighteen inches tall, give or take twenty inches tall. So still substantial figures, but mm-hmm. nothing compared to be what this thing's gonna be. That's just the leg and what looks like just to be below the knee. So you still got a yeah. thigh, a big chest, and a head. Like mm-hmm. this thing could be upwards of like four feet tall by the time it's done being constructed. Yeah. Like it's it's gonna be huge, wow. and probably cool. sculpted very very well. Now, Carlos, you like the X Men stuff as well, and you're you're a statue big high end collector. Will this interest you at this price point to kind of get something that is going to be limited, a unique piece that can fall maybe towards that uh, that Marvel office that you got upstairs, or should we should we ask Mrs. Goddamn Batman to take a pause or? <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I I know where my limits are, and it's like I'm already living dangerously, but a Sentinel, there there is no way. It, like, that thing is so huge, and you it's can't hilarious. Hide that. From, yeah, from, like, way back, like, when we first got together, we had played that, uh, like, the precursor to Marvel Ultimate Alliance. I think it was called, like, X-Men Alliance or whatever it was. X-Men Legends. X-Men oh, Legends. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. 
But I remember she got so frustrated playing the levels with the Sentinels that, like, since that time, she detests those things. Like, <laughs> to this day, like, well, she'll we'll go, like, we were in that Marvel display up in Edmonton, and they had something with a picture of a Sentinel on it. She's like, ah, oh, bloody Sentinels. I hate those stupid things. <laughs> All because of Marvel Legends back oh, in the day. Man. So if I brought that massive Haslabs sentinel into my house i'd be moving into troy's basement so yeah there'd be two of them i know (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah, exactly exactly create a whole army yeah one half taken down and then uh yeah one still in the fight but uh no i know my limits i'm tempted by some of that other stuff that uh especially with those house of x powers of 10 Mm -hmm. figs because like i said those looks are perfect because they're the classic looks but just Slightly updated for most of them, and the ones that they did do kind of funky are cool, like Resurrected and Magneto. Yeah, yeah, man, they're totally different, but they look so baller that, uh, yeah, maybe I, I do love my X Men. So, yeah, man. well, Hasbro is chasing wallets at this point, like big, big time. Everyone's wallets can be pretty light after 2020 into 2021 because even they announced that the largest Build-A-Figure ever is going to be released in a series in 2021. I think today, if you consider the new line of Marvel, I don't know exactly where they're going. I think the Fing Fang Foom from before is the biggest. I think it was about mm. 20 inches or so, 23 inches. And if you look into like the new era of Marvel Legends, I believe the Hulkbuster is the biggest Build-A-Figure they did. And I got okay. that sitting here. It's it's not huge. It's about a foot tall, maybe just shy of that. But it's going to be interesting to see if this comes out or what this comes out with. Is this going to be a Galactus? Is this going to be something maybe from the Eternals line that they're doing? So it's going to be real, real interesting to see what they do there. But big tease, big build of figures, big things from Hasbro. And last thing but not least, you know, I'm not – this Marvel Legends stuff, I love looking at this, and I can't wait to see it in your guys' collection. But most of this isn't for me. The thing that is for me, though – is that MCU Eternals wave, and it's been pushed back to align with the release of the film. So no MCU figures are going to be coming out that aren't along with the films. The Black Widow wave, luckily, did get my hands on, but they look like potentially they'll do a re-release when that is meant to, to come out there, and the Eternals isn't going to come out to 2021. So not going to see a ton of Marvel Legends, but those X-Men movie figs will hold us over. We saw the Mystique, the Wolverine. Wolverine's actually up on Amazon right now, this exclusive. So nice that they're kind of going back to, now that they own the rights to all the, the previous Fox stuff, that they can go back and do these. They can kind of fill that void for me from the movie collecting space. So Hasbro, whew, man, let me tell you, it's going to be an intense, intense year, year and a half, two years. We see this every year. We're going to pull back, and they reel us in with bigger and better stuff. So I can't wait to see the stuff swinging from the pegs once it's no longer this online stuff for me. <laughs> <laughs> but, guys, let's let's cool with the fig talk. Let's ask Sonny. Man, come on back in. I, I, I do apologize. We get real excited there when it comes to the fig That's life. It's, it's just been absolutely insane. Baby. <laughs> but let's let's talk about some DC TV now, guys. The the CW space has has been pretty epic over the last little bit. Huge crossovers. Some of the mainstay shows have ended, but they are bringing it back with some of these new shows. One being Star Girl, and one being Batwoman. Correct. Yes. So we just saw the end of the first season there, I believe, with Ruby Rose's Batwoman. And we also have this new show, Stargirl. Now, Carlos, Sunny, anyone who's watched this, I haven't I've seen the, the commercials for this. And, you know, my kind of perception of this is is that it's another addition to that big CW universe. I believe this is a Jeff Johns creation, Stargirl. Am I right? Yeah. Yeah. 
So yeah, Stargirl is kind of a homage or a love letter to his sister who died in a plane crash. So yeah, he created the, the Courtney version of the character as a homage to his sister. And yeah, when he had the opportunity with Greg Berlanti to develop this show, he uh, jumped at the opportunity and this thing's phenomenal. Like watch two episodes. I fell in love with it right away. It's just utterly charming. And um, my wife was a little bullish with episode one. She came around once episode two kicked in and then, but like my little girl, like just thinks it's the greatest thing oh, going. So it's a great show, great for dads with daughters. It's um, and it's actually not totally in the CW space. It's technically a DC Universe show. Okay, so oh, great. Yeah, so it does air on the CW. So it airs on. It was developed for DC Universe. Airs on DC Universe first, and then so I think it's Sunday night DC Universe, and then Tuesday night we get it on the CW. Um, after a bit of a delay, but the production value is right up there. Like. Luke Wilson plays her stepdad in the show. Mm. Uh, the Stripe robot, it looks killer. Like, it huh. it looks fantastic. It's like, some of the best comic book TV special effects I've seen. It's got that coming-of-age draw for you, Troy. Oh, um, man. <laughs> and tons of deep cuts. Like, I couldn't believe um, the opening scene. Like, you see all the most popular members of the Justice Society in this epic battle Everybody from Our Man to Solomon Grundy um, what? pitched Whoa. and fighting each other. Yeah. And it looked great. It looked great. Like the special effects are on par with Titans, if not a little cleaner. Nice. Uh, the show itself is a lot brighter and cleaner. Nice. Uh, the young lady that plays Stargirl is totally charming. She's that kind of right mix of innocent and edgy. And uh, yeah, I I really recommend it. I think anybody could get into the show, uh, and it's one to share with your kids. Even it's pretty clean. Like the violence is, it's pretty tempered. And uh, yeah, I I recommend it. it. Having dabbled in a lot of CW stuff, it's a step above the oh, wow. CW nice. affair for sure. So it's, the continuity's uh, in though with the Arrowverse. Uh, it's it's like kind of the DC universe stuff, so it would oh, fall. Oh, more of that. Okay. Yeah, Titans, Swamp Thing. Oh, okay. Doom Patrol, that type of stuff. So oh, okay. Yeah. So we don't know if the Batman in Titans is necessarily the Batman that's in this show and that in that beginning up opener. I guess that's well, unclear. I guess eh? Uh, well, yeah, they they're playing in their own little space for right now, but okay. it would be. Oh, okay. So, cool. If they did do something cool. with those characters, I, I can't see Batman crossing over, but I can right. definitely see some of the characters from the Titans crossing over with her because they're in that similar age strata, right? So, right. Nice. yeah, nice. It, it was great. Like, and I was really surprised at how good the Stripe robot looks. So it's like this big, huge kind of Iron Giant looking mech thing. And look, movie quality. Like, and they shoot it in the broad daylight as he's testing it out and... Yeah, it was it was cool. Like the first two episodes should be on everybody's streaming, whether you have DC Universe or you just have access to the CW on your cable network. And okay, yeah, check them out. Yeah, that, that's right. that's always the check test, right? Is that daytime CG? They can pull yeah, that totally. off. You know, they've and it might, it's interesting too because they might have a bit of an up production budget being a DC Universe show as opposed to the the CW show. Is it is it so? Is it going to be like a twelve episode, twenty four episode? It's debuting quite late in the year. 
Yeah, that I don't know. I suspect it's going to be a 12-er yeah, or like the 13. Like. Yeah. Uh, which I think is for the best. Yeah, like, 100%. I've been beating that drum for a long time that the yeah. shorter, tighter, bring out your best kind of thing and wow your audience instead of just burning time. So yeah. cut the fat. Yeah, exactly. totally. Sonny, yeah, are you going to be agree. jumping into this? I, I presume from your gasp at the opening sequence there that you haven't had a chance to check this out. No, no, I haven't had a chance. I heard like it was coming out. But I just haven't got a, got around to checking it out. But I will set up the PBR now um, and give it a go. Yeah, you, you sold it to me, Carlos. So I don't really like follow too much of the CW shows. I'm just kind of behind on that. Not because I don't want to. I just haven't had the time and just haven't made the time. But uh, no, I want to check this out. Um, yeah, I'll be checking this out. Yeah, and like it, it airs on CW, but it's it's definitely not of that ilk <laughs> it's different than, so if you're not into arrow flash legends of the tomorrow and stuff like that like not to mo- not to worry it's mm-hmm. it's of a different pedigree for sure interesting cool. try man you gonna be checking this one yeah, out man yeah no no i definitely want to give it a try the first two episodes sound kind of cool um and i don't know anything about her so that'd be kind of refreshing to actually you know uh watch a dc dc show that i have no idea where it's gonna go um and this whole mech this iron giant aspect Sounds kind of neat, dude. So, um, yeah, we have to check. You said what day was it on the Tuesdays? We get it after the Sundays, after the. Yeah, I think I think it's Tuesdays that we Tuesdays. get it. Tuesdays, okay. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah why I have he, to... he rushes us through the recording usually on Tuesdays. We're recording on Wednesday today <laughs> <laughs> because his family's upstairs threatening to watch it without him. <laughs> Just wait till uh, this is us returns. Tuesdays, yeah, right, baby. <laughs> I know everybody's right there with be you. flying out of here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> late night okay let's let's step into batwoman here now batwoman again another show that i believe it's in the cw verse because they did the uh, world's finest crossover with supergirl correct yeah this one's cw proper for sure yeah and And so there's an actress in there ruby rose now i know her from orange is new black and she jumped into this role and she is promptly exited after the first season, which is quite interesting because these shows are usually booked, especially if they're relatively well-received. You get three, six seasons out of this stuff. And it seems mm-hmm. that it was not just not a great fit for either of them. It seemed to be somewhat of a creative scheduling and engagement differences that they both had. I don't know. I didn't do a ton of research into this, but it is a bit – it was not a br- bit of an abrupt exit for, for Ruby Rose in this role. Now, I don't have – I've never seen this show or anything like that. I presume you have – or at least a couple of you guys have. So any comments, Carlos, on, on Ruby Rose exiting this role and what they're potentially going to do with this show? Yeah, it's a shame. Because it, um, you know, there was a ton of scrutiny being just something set in Gotham City and with that bat signal shining upon it and the fact that, uh, you know, Kate Kane is a out lesbian character and whatnot. So it had a ton of scrutiny on it. And I thought they did a phenomenal job. Like they took a interesting perspective with it um in that bruce wayne is missing from the city and so she kind of steps up to fill that void and the show was excellent i really liked it it was it was one of the better cw shows for sure it it, this one does have a few of those cw trappings so one's mileage may vary but i thought she was cool and i thought you know after seeing stuff like legends and the flash it was really astounding to see them work as well as they did in that space with a grounded kind of martial arts character and really refine what they did with arrow and she was wonderful like i know my wife 
was gravitating towards the show just because she liked Ruby Rose as an actress and whatnot mm-hmm. from that. And she was also like the bad guy in John Wick too, like the main, the main heavy for mm. the primary antagonist there. But uh, yeah, she's exiting and it sounds like more than anything, it was just a real grind and yeah. a drain on her type of thing. Like these shows can be heavy. Like Stephen Amell, when he finished Arrow, he was on Michael Rosenbaum's um, podcast and he had a anxiety attack mid record and had to stop and leave. And, uh, one of, con- one of the wife's uncles had the opportunity to take a flight with Grant Gustin and they hit it off enough that he actually FaceTimed his kids and whatnot. But wow. over the, yeah, over the course of this flight, they got talking and it sounds like it's just a grind and these guys are tired. And, uh, I think with some of the added scrutiny that the Batwoman character brought, Mm-hmm. with social media opinions and all that kind of stuff like it's a real shame because i loved her in the role but i'm not entirely surprised like she's got to do what's best for her and for her health and well-being and yeah it's uh, it's unfortunate from what i understand cw is gonna recast the show and just carry forward they do have some great pieces like the lady that plays the primary antagonist in it is one of the best actresses the cw has ever had come through there so she could probably carry it a little bit, um, but she's a bad guy. So you got to bring your star, and yeah, of course. I'll be curious to see what they do with it going forward. Yeah, they got it. They got it because they got to pick up a similar thread, similar vein to what they've laid the groundwork in in season one there. So yeah, it's gonna be gonna be something to watch again. It's a show I haven't I've never seen, but I followed kind of because I I do like Ruby Rose as well um, from mm-hmm. from John Wick, like he said, Orange is the New Black. So she does play an interesting character from time to time and kind of one of those characters that walks that fine line, walks that edge a bit. And that's what I always like about her. She was perfect for Kate, to be honest with you. And yeah, she's just, she's just a cool gal. Yeah. So yeah, I, you know, I, I'm team Gotham, right? So I was happy to see an actress <laughs> of that ilk in that role and yeah, I'll, I'll miss her for sure. But, uh, onward, onward and upward. And guys, you know what? Onward and upward to, Another topic here, guys. We got to head over staying in the DC universe or a form of DC universe. We got to talk a bit more about Zack Snyder's Justice League. We had a great session last week talking about the Genesis, talking about what we think this project could be. And then we followed that up with a really fun discussion around kind of lost thread film franchise what ifs just going into some depth there having some fun with that so go check that out and check out our our prelude to the announcement because literally as i'm editing this podcast snyder flips around the card and debuts and confirms that in fact yes Zack Snyder's Justice League is coming to HBO Max. And like Troy and Carlos predicted last week, it is coming sometime in 2021, giving it that holistic Zack Snyder story that everyone has been waiting for since 2017. I will say a nice retirement of that hashtag is in order. Change it up, guys. I'm cool. This It worked great. But let's retire that hashtag. Put it to bed because Zack Snyder's Justice League is coming only on hbo max and like we talked about last week guys this is going to be a six episode mini series over the course of about a three and a half hour epic that would never find space on a theatrical release you know this is just way too long but breaking it up into here is going to be an interesting experiment for not only wb for hbo max this has drawn a lot of attention a lot of discussion around Zack Snyder's Justice League and HBO Max, which happens to have launched today. 
May 27th, as we record, this thing launches, and I guess we'll see Justice League on this platform sometime in 2021. Now, let's get some clarity here, guys. Last week was about predicting. Last week was about rumors. Last week was about some conjecture around this product. Now we have some hard facts, facts as to what this film is, and we're going to discuss what potentially it could be on screen. Now, there's a podcast out there called Recode Media Podcast, and they had the head of HBO Max on there, Bob Greenblatt. So he was on there talking just briefly. If you go right to the end of the podcast, the last five minutes, he talks about the Snyder Cut and their involvement with bringing it to HBO Max. Apparently, this thing has been in discussions since last fall. So this has been going on for quite some time with discussions with one Zack Snyder. And he has some interesting facts, interesting quotes inside of this one being <laughs> guys I, i'm gonna say it here i may take some shit but i'm gonna say it the center <laughs> gut doesn't exist according to the head of hbo max there's an idea there's a complex concept in Zack snyder's head there's the footage there's a plan but the snyder cut does not exist in a completed form now sunny <laughs> just semantics my man just semantics it's semantics whatever you want to call it it's it's coming, but it's not. They're not pulling it off the shelf, and well, splitting it mean, up into six episodes and dropping it on HBO well, Max. Well, not necessarily. They haven't determined yet. It could be still like a four-hour movie. They haven't decided which way to go yet. My understanding, unless uh, that's incorrect, but the last thing I heard is that they're still de- debating if it's the miniseries or the movie, which I have my own opinions on. Because if it's the miniseries. I'm a little bit, you know, I, I prefer the movie um, because if it's the miniseries, I'm afraid of what we'll get is sort of like um, Clone Wars. Like, Troy, you were saying they took the movie, you know, and they just threw together the first three episodes. I think it was Clone Wars, something Star Wars related. And, the last and, four and, episodes of Clone Wars? Yeah. No, no. It was like when it first came out. Like, and no, you and that's, your, it's a you, proper movie, like a holistic arc narrative. It's And then it goes into the series. Oh, okay. Yeah, because like I'm just I'm just worried about if they if they break this up into a miniseries every half an hour, the the movie if you watch it like all at once, will have like a cliffhanger, right? So you can like time your watch to it, and there'll be like beats and stuff that like repeat. So that's why I'm I'm hoping I'm hoping it's the movie form. But I, you know what? If it if it's a miniseries, hey man, that's going to be terrific as well. So, um. Yeah, man, we finally got it. We finally did it. You know, years and years of um, asking WB, demanding it pretty much. Um, first off, the hop, I, I just got to get this out there. I had given up hope. Like, I had wanted this thing to come out, um, not because I was like, oh, man, Justice League, the theatrical version sucked. It was my opinion. You know, it was a fine movie. I didn't hate it, you know, Um but just because, um, it, one, it was like the right thing to do, release it, let Zach finish his vision. Um, but like I had given up hope. And like, so people would be like tweeting, like release the Snyder Cut. And in my head, you know, I'd be like, you know, be like, yeah. But but I would be like, but it, it's, it's a mute point, man. Like, I don't know. Like, I, I hate to say like I'd given up hope, but I was like, I really want to see it. But I just, I just didn't see it moving. I wasn't like, it's been this long. We haven't seen any movement on it. I think we would have seen something by now. Keep doing your thing, but I'm just like I don't know, man. Like the fight, the fight had beat me down. But then, when they, when they announced this, 
it was like almost like a Rocky moment. Like, you know, like when Rocky just gets off the mat and the music's pumping and I'm just like, it's like Hulk Hogan, like hulking up and like ultimate warrior or like Jake, the snake Roberts just throwing those punches. And I'm just hulking up and all those Hulkamaniacs are screaming. Um, that's for you, Thorpey. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, man. Um, yeah, man. We, we finally got the Zack Snyder cut. Like how crazy is that? Like we live in a time now we're we're gonna get a new like justice league movie that like no one's seen like pretty much anything like maybe like half hour of footage so we're gonna get like three hours of like brand new stuff man this is like this is just so cool and like the thing that like i'm really like pumped about is that after justice league came out it's kind of felt like the end of the dc connected universe like there were still like dc films coming out like aquaman and shazam and birds of prey and I thought all those movies were really good. Like those are like top tier movies for me. But it just felt like okay, these are coming out. But like, where's your end game? To borrow a phrase, like, are we gonna like connect <laughs> again, or like, are we gonna team up, or are we just gonna get like solo films? And I'm like, if we're just gonna get solo films, I kind of feel like this is like what it was like in the '90s when like Batman and like you know Superman was doing his thing, but they weren't like connecting. And I was just like, that's that's cool, you know. I'm super pumped for him, and I'm su- I'll be there for every one of them. But I'll be like even more invested if like there's like something there's like a light at the end of the tunnel where I'm like, all right, you guys like do these solo films, and then we're gonna get like this sick Justice League film, and then we're gonna get Justice League two, excuse me, and then we're gonna get this film. So like, and, and like like the thing that like really like got to me was like it kind of like dampened my viewings of like Man of Steel and BVS, um, because. Wait, is is that is that like legit? Is that legit? Is that breaking news? Are we breaking news? Like, is that legit? Well, about seventy-five people have texted or DM'd or Instagram messaged me, and I only have three followers on Instagram message. So okay, I'll let you break the news. I'll let you break the news. Well, everyone's already heard the news, but like, this is breaking news for me. Carlos, spit it out. Let's go. Okay, I gotta say two things first. (laughs) number one as tim was doing the preamble it was hilarious sanjay was like a dog sniffing around somebody who has like (laughs) treats in their pocket he's like sitting there chomping at the bit like right in my right in my camera like ready to go off the chain yeah man and then it warmed my heart when you're talking about losing hope because i'm working and i may have had like the Zack snyder watch along in the background at the same time and doing a live text with with Sonny as it's going. Yeah. And as he's kind of talking, I'm thinking, dude, I kind of took some schooling as to what's happening here. And I think something good's happening. And, and Sonny's sending me messages like, oh, we're not getting this thing. Like, yeah, man. This. He was, he was <laughs> yanking my chain, man. I think I literally texted you like, F this. I can't believe you did. Everyone said to tune in <laughs> and they're going to announce the Snyder cut. And he didn't announce the Snyder cut. I yeah. was just like, I'm, you did like I wanted nothing more than to just like put my hand on your shoulder and just be like, hang, hang on for just a few more minutes, man. I kind of see some pieces you, here. You were my Wilson Phillips. <laughs> <laughs> I I was. And uh, yeah, according to my phone right now, blowing up, it looks like Henry Cavill has signed on to be Superman in multiple new DC projects. So ah. I'm not going to read the Internet on board right now, but uh <laughs> yeah, if I'm if I'm gonna trust my buddies and my family and everybody else, they all seem to be buying in, and 
I'm sure you picked up audio of my oldest daughter screaming somewhere. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I really hope for sake that it's oh. legit. Yeah, so, man. yeah. It'd be nice to get a, a cameo, a few cameos of him from the head up. <laughs> I think they should just edit that in. Like, just bring him back and just, yeah. just put it back in. Shazam cut. Release the, oh, yeah. the soups cut. Shazam. No yeah, more Shazam. Let's, let's, let's move that's, that's, that's awesome news, man. Because, like, getting back to, like, the continuity and stuff, like, like I understand um, Ben Affleck leaving, and I think, like, he needed to leave for himself. And I think, you know, I, I think the fans kind of got to him. And I totally understand, and I'm not going to, like, bang the drum, be like, Ben has to come back. Ben has to come back. Ben's got to do what's best for Ben. Uh, but, like, then, like, they're talking about, like, Henry leaving, and I was like, you lost your Batman and your Superman. And I'm like, what kind of connected universe of DC is this, right? It's like you don't have your you don't have your top two gunners. But to know that like Henry, you know, potentially and sounds like possible, is going to be coming back and is going to be portraying Superman again, like that that's just like that's just the continuity that I'm there for. And like, I think he's a terrific Superman. Like, um, well, and that's the thing. Like with him yeah. and with a character like Superman, where there's no masks to kind of compensate for stuff and mm-hmm. no cool effects. It's you know you gotta own that thing up up front. Like that guy is carved from stone to be Superman. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. So. Well, it's it's interesting about the continuity too, there, Sanjay. And we talked to and touched on this a little bit last week. But realistically, if they make a decision and just say. Okay, the the Whedon Justice League, we're gonna push that aside. They can run forward with the continuity they built. Like they've isolated yeah. the franchises that they've put out subsequently from Justice League and Aquaman, Wonder Woman, as well as Shazam, enough that like there's not like it built off of anything from Justice League. If anything, it distances itself from it. And mm-hmm. so you could put if you really want, you could put Snyder's Justice League back into continuity and then you can fill space from there. I don't see a problem with the continuity in the DC extended universe at this point. Yes, the Batman becomes a problem because we're looking at Robert Pattinson here picking up the cowl. But at the same time, you can have that in the same space as Joker. This is an Elseworld type of story where it's Batman-centric. You don't hear about the Justice League in the same sense that you got from the Dark Knight trilogy. It was Batman-focused. It didn't worry about this extra character world that sat out there and it was doing other things, Batman, all this, or Superman and all that. So they very much can continue what they're doing with these isolated franchises as well as build them the continuity because it looks like they're putting the funds into this. They're not giving you a half-ass Justice League here. You know, same podcast, the head of HBO Max scoffed at the idea that it was going to cost only $30 million to get this up to HBO Max, almost theatrical film quality. You know, he said on the podcast, I'm not going to directly quote, I'm going to paraphrase here, but I wish it was $30 million, which means that there's quite a hefty price tag on this to complete the CGI, potential for ADR, potential for rescoring the whole film because you're adding in you know, three hours, two and a half hours of content. So this whole thing's going to have to basically be remastered. They are saying, and these are what's going around the internet. I picked this up on Collider that there's going to be no reshoots with the original cast. They're not bringing mm-hmm. back Cavill. They're not bringing back Affleck. They're not filling any space. So they're working with what they have and potentially retooling it. The, the, the head here called this a dramatic reconstruction or retelling of this film. And so it's going to be nothing like we saw in theaters. This was the rumor. This is what we talked about last week, three hours or whatever it is of unseen footage. 
And this is this is going to be a, a fairly substantial event and a, and a big film. You know, we talked about last week. I can't remember if it was in the DM or on the podcast about, you know, just this makes financial sense on its own. You know, even if they have to pump $70 million into this thing, they took the losses in 2017. $70 million for a three-and-a-half-hour Justice League film? That, that makes pretty good financial sense as a draw to, to, to HBO Max here. So it looks like that, you know, like I said, it doesn't exist, but it's going to exist in a holistic, complete sense. And so this isn't going to be left to, you know, subpar cgi this is going to be Zack Snyder's story on screen they're very much committed to that even if you look at the title cards it is very much Zack Snyder's justice league that we're going to be seeing so let's talk a little bit about what this is going to be just from our collective knowledge of the history of the project announcements what snyder's teased look it looks like they're going big time they're bringing in dark side who was i guess cut from the original Snyder cut, if you will, from the new Justice League here. And they're bringing back potentially the re-envisioning of Steppenwolf, the invasion of Earth. All, like, So there's a lot of stuff here, right? So they're bringing Thanos, uh, sorry, Darkseid into <laughs> the conversation. Freudian slip there. <laughs> so Ray Porter, actor, said he committed, he's doing the role, the voiceover of all this. So what do you guys think of Darkseid? Troy, what do you think of Darkseid coming into the mix here and then leaning quite heavily into the whole Omega thing that they teased in Batman versus Superman, the nightmare, like all this dark side teasing that they did in that film, Zack Snyder's Batman versus Superman and a build into and a complete, complete retelling of what turns out to be the main antagonist in this film. Yeah, no, I think it's the, it's the right way to go. Um, I, I I didn't mind Justice League. I actually kind of enjoyed it, but definitely the weakest aspect for me with that film was Stephen Wolf. Stephen Wolf. Um, <laughs> Stephen <laughs> Wolf. That's his, Stephen uh, Wolf. his alternate name. <laughs> Stephen, yeah. Yeah. Stephen yeah. Wolf by day. Stephen Wolf. Yeah, yeah. 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 when he's renting cars, he's Stephen Wolf. <laughs> yeah, no, I thought he was hella weak. Um, I thought the CGI was pretty bad on that character, that kind of took me out of the film so i would love to see um someone with a presence like dark side especially after watching um uh apocalypse war like to see that guy's power set to see him go toe-to-toe with someone like superman um would is definitely gonna be something pretty cool and the, the journey the build-up to it is gonna be fantastic because i feel like with all the films leading up to this it it hasn't been as of as epic as a Marvel film. I don't really want to compare the two, but obviously Marvel put in the work from, you know, Avengers one to the guardians to really lay the groundwork for the power of what Thanos is capable of being. And also the threat level of what Thanos has. So I'd love to see the same aspect with, um, obviously uh, dark side, but obviously done in this mini series that we're most likely going to be getting. Um, another side note too, I'm really excited with what, um, HBO Max and Warner Brothers is doing here because with the money that they're putting in, it shows to me that they're really invested in 100%. this. They're not just throwing it in. They're they're going all out with this and treating it much like a movie on a streaming um, platform, which is, you know, watching some of the Star Wars Galaxy or Star – is it Star Wars Galaxy? Galleries. Galleries, sorry. Watching what they're doing behind the scenes and the love that they're putting into this, that, that Mandalorian show – I could only imagine we're going to get the same kind of love. At least I hope so with this project of um, the Snyder cut. And it seems like we are. I mean, the fan base has been going hard for this thing. Snyder's obviously putting his best foot forward and he's getting the backing of the studio behind him. I think it's going to be a big win, a big hit. And I, I feel like we're going to get a lot of quality 
put into this project, which is what I'm hoping for, which looks like where we're going here. So, um, yeah, man, I think this is going to be pretty cool. And it's going to be a big departure, obviously, from what we got with uh, the original, what, 2017 yeah, release of, uh, of the Justice League. And, and one little quick thing I got to say, Sonny, with your rant there, that's pretty cool. It's kind of poetic. Well, you know, you're kind of talking about the lack of hope here and here we we get this breaking news at least we're going with it as of right now this breaking news of who who's the man superman who brings yeah, hope man. so it's kind of cool that that guy fills this void of yeah, what, what, does that, what does that but, symbol mean sanjay on his chest <laughs> i believe it okay. means hope you know i felt like i was the person on the top of my roof in the in the flood and superman's just hovering above yeah man yeah it's poetic yeah. dude so uh that i love it that means something. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh it's interesting to see the path they're going here and and I do agree with you. I'm I'm excited about this step in a different direction with the villain because I agree with you. That was the weakest part of Justice League and to bring in something like a potential redesign on Steppenwolf cuz like, that thing looked just it was it was it was tough to look at from time to time and I'm not <laughs> super familiar with Darkseid. I did make a little quip there and a joke that he's similar to to Thanos and I know guys, I know Darkseid came first. <laughs> in the comments I'm, I'm very very well aware of that you know i'm not uh what's it called i'm not uh i'm not worried about it everyone will remember dark side in three years no one will even remember who thanos is so. no he was he, he was just in some small films he was just voted online as the the greatest villain of all time no big deal but <laughs> who voted that poll well time out is, is that for real you know you what just made I, that up. I was in passing i saw something up. along the lines of that no but... you just made that up tim like in the nerd room weekly poll thanos named greatest villain one vote tim <laughs> two votes i got my wife to vote too <laughs> yeah so so carlos sunny jump in here with regards to the villain here my, my only big concern with actually putting dark side in here is does this limit that character are you guys okay with that character maybe being limited to this justice league film or it, it, it almost seems the way i've heard it explained that he's still not going to be the villain he's going to be someone that is teasing something bigger and i think steppenwolf's still going to be front and center i believe there's some swap stuff with steppenwolf yeah. and dark side in the kind of the genesis of the original villain or original tease for all this but it does does this limit dark side's presence in the dc extended universe or whatever this is going to be is this an elsewhere i don't know but what are your thoughts carlos on the presence of Darkseid here and maybe retooling what they're doing with Steppenwolf. No, I think this is what Troy was getting at with what Marvel did with putting in that work and laying the foundation for something bigger and badder down the road. Um, it's going to be perfect because it'll fit just like with the comics. So Darkseid will be in probably that history lesson scene. Yep. And I think Zack Snyder yesterday or today teased an image of him replacing Steppenwolf in that mm -hmm. scene. So he'll be coming with that first invasion force to try and terraform Earth. We had the history lesson. I'm sure it'll play out kind of similarly in that the forces of Earth are able to push him back. And then just like in all the best New God stuff, Steppenwolf is kind of that first advance force. He's that scout that comes and um, takes over the world so that the big bad doesn't even have to get his boots dirty type of thing, right? So he'll be that advanced scout, and then I'm sure you'll have Darkseid kind of come back at the end uh, to some effect and tease bigger, badder things down the line. And then, you know, in the hopper, we got Ava DuVernay's New Gods yeah, movie, yeah. right? And she's been actively working on that with Tom King. And, you know, 
the collaboration piece. That's the thing that's been missing with the DC universe. Like I've said it a hundred times. I swear they didn't they didn't all sit down in a room and hash out what what the goals were and how were they they were gonna get there, right? Like um, which is why they ran into problems. But I think those kind of things are gonna uh, go away now, hopefully in the future, and we'll have a bit of a unique vision as to where we're going, but with the ability for everybody to do what they need to do uh, along the way. So, yeah, I'm I'm here for it. Like I said, I Sonny was talking about Snyder seeing his vision through. You know, I don't have any sentiment as altruistic as that. For me, it's just I'm all in for Bruce, Clark, Diana, Victor, Barry, oh, yeah. and Arthur, right? Like yeah. that that's who I'm worried about. And I just want to see them represented well, right? I I hate that, you know, you can point to any Marvel movie and be like, yeah, look at this baller version of the Avengers. But it's like, yeah, this is the Justice League. And in this promo shot, they look cool. And yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it reminds me of the original Nerd Room website where you, you guys all had these high def pictures and then <laughs> I had this picture of Michael Keaton Batman from Starlog magazine. And it's like it, he's cool still. It's just yeah. not as refined and polished as the other ones. So <laughs> it's kind of that same dynamic. All 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 updated now over at the nerdroom.net. Go check out our new profile pics. Yeah. Over there. <laughs> yeah. Look at that segue action. Yeah, I like well, that. Well, uh, well, one quick sec there, because you mentioned the characters that you all obviously love and want to see represented well in the Snyder Cut, um, which leads me to one thing. And I think we can all agree, pretty much everybody coming out of that film, one of the cool, coolest parts of that movie was the flashback to the Green Lantern. Do you mm-hmm. think we will get more of the Green Lantern in this cut? Absolutely. Yeah. I think there was two that show up kind of as your stinger for. Yeah. And if I have a hope for the Snyder cut as a movie or a miniseries or whatever, mm-hmm. do whatever you got to do, Zach, to tell your story and do things your way. Yeah. All I ask is that the conclusion of the film and where those characters are at is similar to kind of where Joss Whedon left them where they're all thriving and they're all in a position for the next filmmakers to carry them and move forward and do what you need to do. No baggage, right? Like, I hated after BVS with the kind of Diana walked away for a hundred years because she hated what mankind was all about. And then Mm -hmm. everybody demanding that Patty Jenkins adhere to that and backlash against one Roman 84 for it being bright and colorful. No, just, Leave the characters in an awesome spot, and if you come back, that's cool. If you don't, that's cool. Characters come first. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I'm t- often wondering if, um, with them saying like we're going to add 30 million, you know, initially, you know, he was saying this is movie three in a five movie arc. I wonder if Carlos, they're they're talking, you know, now and they're they took your advice and they're like, hey Zach, let's plan this out. I know you want to do a five movie arc, but you know, you've got your three movies here. But let's open it up so that we can have a connected universe where it's not so like adhering to one central story and then a couple of peripheral movies. Let's make it more expansive. And that's what, I, you know, that's what I was saying, thinking when they said, OK, we're going to, you know, pump over 30 million dollars into this. I think they're going to change a little bit at the end there and make it more like you mentioned, Carlos, with, OK, if they find the right director for Superman Men of Steel 2. Hey, come on down. We can make Man of Steel 2. It's not so much, we got to make Man of Steel 2, but it's got to be said in the past because now Superman is this. 
you know, exactly. or we got to make Aquaman two, but you know, we got to change it because now Aquaman is this. So well, they have yeah, to be man. to be conscious of what they're doing. And I think to your point, Troy, about the Green Lanterns, they're mm-hmm. doing a show on HBO Max. Right. Like they have to be at some point thinking down the line, you got to bleed into the Green Lantern show. Yes. Like this has to be in continuity in some capacity. Let's tease that tweak whoever was in the in the end of this originally make them the main character or whatever of the hbo max show mm-hmm. like hbo max has to be getting a little bit more out of this if they're going to be presumably i don't know who's financing this is wb or i guess it's all at&t at some point but they have to be getting more out of it right they're going to get the eyes on this for sure seeing what the changes are seeing kind of this build up of the last four years or whatever it's going to be until this is released but they have to be thinking longer term you know, whether or not the Yang Whedon's cut out of continuity and place this in doesn't matter. Like you guys are saying, and to echo that thought is let's leave everyone in a space where those movies that are out make sense and the movies go forward or shows or whatever they're doing in a similar capacity. What the MCU is doing is splitting their time between Disney plus and the big screen. Let's split the time between HBO max and the big screen and do something a bit bigger. And I think Green Lanterns is a perfect space to do that, right? You know, whether or not they want to go somewhere different with Green Lanterns, I don't know. But it would be silly for them to tease this and then be like, all right, we're done here. Mm-hmm. And just put that to bed and see this would be something that's always going to be there. Build off the momentum. It's there. The people want it. It's it's let's let's take these in different independent directions. I don't know about the five issue arc or five issue narrative that they're building over five issue i'm talking comic books here five five <laughs> movie arc i don't know if we'll see that play through but we may see elements of what they tease in this play out in other films down the line justice league 2 man of steel 2 whatever it is they seem to be putting the effort into to this the finances so build off that right this is going to be you know a a a film that they dump money into and just get one and done out of it. No, this is going to be not only subscription, future storytelling needs to come out of this. Yeah, totally. And uh, one of those future stories that I'd like to see, I know we're talking about um, Ben Affleck's Batman, where he wrote it, where it was Batman versus Deathstroke. Um, and one thing I'd like to see is like Zach come back, like maybe not for justice league, but give him like, I think a hundred million for a cyborg solo film use Ray Fisher and have Cyborg versus Deathstroke. I think that'd be super cool, and you can like throw in other characters, but like to really delve into the character of Cyborg, and Ray Fisher seems super like invested and involved in um, the character, and he loves Zack Snyder, and I think you, you give him $100 million and he'll pump out a movie that looks spectacular, and you don't have to worry about it making a billion. It would make more than enough of its budget back, and it would be such a cool like movie, because I don't even know, you know with, the, with the character Deathstroke, you know, getting set up with the Teen Titans, it'd be like a nice callback with Cyborg being in the Teen Titans. Maybe you bring in another hero to help him battle um, Deathstroke because he's such a powerful foe, or maybe you just tease it a bit and set it up for like a sequel. But I think that would be super cool because I know we were like talking about, or there's talks about a Deathstroke solo movie, which doesn't seem like it's going to be happening now. But that'd be just something, you know, just pie in the sky. I think that'd be super cool. Well, I think and it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out, but I believe that Snyder referred to Cyborg as the heart of the original Justice League film. And mm-hmm. that's likely to get put back into his version here. So we're likely to see a ton of the origin stuff. Because you remember from the trailers, right? There's a football scene. There's a whole bunch of Cyborg stuff that never made it in to the Whedon cut of the film. 
So I'm guessing that Cyborg's origin is going to be quite heavily jumped into in the Snyder Cut here of Justice League and probably a bit more into the whole mother box thing as well, right? Because that's another thing or another thread that it's there, but there's probably could do with a bit more you know, background or, or even some sort of narrative around these mother boxes. And Cyborg seems to be one that could do that. So I think much to your point, Sanjay, we're going to see a lot more Cyborg in this cut, in this version of mm-hmm. Justice League than we did get in the theatrical cut for sure. Mm-hmm. And I think Flash is also going to see some of that too because I believe Iris West was supposed to be in the – or has been filmed, I guess – in some yeah, capacity, yes. because it's that whole glass touch scene too, right? That never yeah. made it into a theatrical cut. Um, yeah, and that Iris scene made it out online, like shortly after Justice League came out. The yeah, VFX right. house leaked it, I think. So, <laughs> yeah, the unfinished version of it is out there. Yeah, yeah, and so and then cool. maybe they're gonna pick up too some of the the threads from Batman vs Superman and this whole nightmare scene thing too, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, definitely. That was that was a cool element. It felt at a place to me in Batman vs Superman, but I think and I'm guessing that it was part of building <clears throat> this larger narrative and it'll be interesting to see if they pick up some of that um with the Flash explaining that in a bit more depth and detail. So, it's an opportunity too to tie up some of those loose threads from Batman vs Superman. Let's see. You know, Troy, you call this the Winter Soldier effect. Yeah, man. You know, let's see if this cut of the Justice League you know, shed some light and improves the viewing quality of Batman versus Superman when it comes to the story and all that. So the, the unlimited cut or whatever it was, the director's cut of Batman versus Superman helped pad some of that out. But let's see if this, you know, retroactively, you know, gives Batman versus Superman a bit of the depth that we're looking for out of that. Um, let's see. Let's see. It's going to be interesting to see how all these characters develop. And of course, Superman, there's going to be a whole, you know, read the resurrection, you know, are we going to get the black suit, do you think, Carlos? Like, is this something that we're going to see? <clears throat> Allegedly, that's yeah. something that's out there. So let's see. But bring it. Bring the yeah. beard. Bring the black suit. Bring the super mullet. Well, uh, he, bring it all. He has <laughs> the black suit in Man of Steel. When he has that dream where, like, Zod's taking over the world. Oh, he's yeah. in the black suit, and he's, like, standing on all the skulls. I'm like, that looks badass. I love that the black suit is Kryptonian, too. Right? Like, yes. it, it yes. makes perfect sense that... It doesn't seem like it's an out there thing for him to to throw on, right? Mm-hmm. It's oh, like man. it's 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 basically the the fatigues of of Krypton, right? Like of the military. Yeah, it's there. like their base level clothing, right? Yeah. And then mm-hmm. that that color scheme is kind of the house of L. Yeah. He yeah. Yes, Snyder actually talked about it in that live stream, didn't he, Sonny? Uh, I didn't see the, the whole cut. thing. I just caught the end because like if he's gonna announce it, it'll be at the end. Yeah, well, and your anxiety was pretty high too. So. Oh, yeah. God, I was like, just announce it. Just let me know. And he's like, and then Henry came on, and I was like, oh, Henry's here. And then I, that's when Henry came on. I was like, okay, and like maybe. Oh, Cavill showed back. up on it? I didn't watch yeah. it. Yeah. And he had a mustache on. He was trolling everyone. Of course he did. <laughs> was this yeah. shot in his, uh, his, like, his theater again, like the BVS one? Yeah. Yes. Kind of the same thing. Yeah. So cool. Oh, yeah. so cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, that, I, I revisited that movie not too long ago. Actually, again, Man of Steel. Wow, what a what a phenomenal movie! But the score, wow, I like yeah. that score is so good in that movie and the and the the base setup of Krypton. Man, love to see that more of it. So yeah. good, yeah, man. I actually rewatched it too after this yeah. news. So I'm in the middle of my uh, DC rewatch, and I 
I'm on Wonder Woman now, but uh, yeah, Man of Steel is just such a fantastic film. I, I love it. Like, it's just it's just powerful, man. Like Superman just never gives up hope, and then it's good. And uh, you know, it, watching Man of Steel and then BVS right after bleeds right into it, man. Because you go back and you have the scene with like the towers falling and Ben oh. just running into the into the dust and all the and the you know the white suit and stuff. They need uh, to cut. So so, I'm sure someone's done it, but they need to cut those scenes together. Well, Snyder said it in the BVS watch. He is hoping that someone's done it because he, oh, they did okay. time those scenes to go back and forth. So oh, he really? said it in his little his stream with the BVS. You remember that, Carlos? Did you, were you awake yeah. for that part? Or? <laughs> yeah, no, the, 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 the bourbon hadn't kicked in by then. So yeah, I was still yeah, lucid. <laughs> so guys we're gonna we're gonna see the snyder cut here in 2021 we're gonna see the evolution of these characters potentially on to bigger and brighter stories down the road in this continuity but let's talk quickly before we sign off here you know there's this movement and it's it's a fan supported movement the release movement right and now that there's the momentum behind the Snyder Cut, we saw a whole bunch of other stuff fly onto the internet over the past week or so. You know, once we got the announcement of Zack Snyder's Justice League, one of the big ones that became prominent was release the air cut. And you know yeah, who seemed man. to be on board? AT&T, Warner Brothers, HBO Max, David Ayer, James Gunn yesterday tweeted support of, of releasing the air cut. He says, hell, if they're going to release it, doesn't change my film. So by all means. And so they exchanged exchanged pleasantries on the internet yesterday, David Ayer and James Gunn, James Gunn being the director of the Suicide Squad coming out here in 2021. So the air cut seem this is the air cut I should clarify of Suicide Squad. Um, I don't think it diverges as much as say the Snyder cut, but it seems like this has again the momentum behind it and AT&T, Warner Brothers, WB or whomever is looking at HBO, I should say, is looking at this as maybe a small business model. Like, let's tweak some of this stuff, throw it up on <laughs> HBO Max, and we've got a draw to the service. So, <laughs> Troy, what do you think about an air cut of Suicide Squad? <laughs> I wouldn't be revisiting it because I actually have my hopes up for James Gunn's uh, basically like soft reboot. But um, like you mentioned, this is definitely like a business model that they can test out, right? I mean, the Snyder Cut is kind of like the testing grounds. And if there's money to be made and more people to subscribe to their uh, platform after this release, then they're definitely going to do it, especially if it's a low cost in and high return. I <laughs> Why not? I don't blame these guys at all by any means doing that. So um I mean, shoot, give us a Shazam cut even, you know, make it my interest. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it makes a lot of sense. I don't know. See, I'm not too familiar um, with the original Suicide Squad, like how that works, because um, I was a little more invested with the BVS property, obviously. So I don't know how much more there is to tell with this film or what they took out. I think there's more Joker stuff, which would be pretty cool. Um even though I didn't like the Joker, I feel like maybe if I got to spend more time with that Joker, I might have appreciated him a bit more because I do think he's a fantastic actor. I mean, man, this guy, <laughs> Jerry Leno, could have very well won an Oscar if he was given the right material because this guy is probably one of the best actors well, for costume design. I mean, we're not talking about No, no, no. Jared Leto did win for um, what movie Dallas was Bars that? Club. Dallas yeah, Bars yeah. Club. Yeah, we're but talking I mean, Joker here. <laughs> yeah, I'm talking about for the oh, Joker. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, because in my opinion, this guy's one of the best actors to ever even play Joker, just wasn't the best Joker. Um, so yeah, I mean, if there's more to see, I mean, shoot, maybe, maybe this will get my interest. I, I think it's, to me, this is all but signed, sealed and delivered at this point. Like, I think they're going to pull the trigger on this. Like, and Carlos, you're, you're nodding your head in agreement here, man. You think we're going to see an air cut? 
Oh, 100%. And the biggest reason that we'll see it is that it's almost a no-cost proposition for Warner Brothers. Like, with the Snyder Cut, they're pumping a ton of money into it, which is great. And quite frankly, it might just be a wash because now the money they're pumping into advertising, they can get a yield out of that without it being hijacked by the hashtag all the time. (laughs) But but, um, with the air cut, like, apparently that film was done and it was for test audiences and it was kind of good to go and uh the theatrical release of suicide squad took form in the editing room and so there was stories of david ayer being locked out of the editing room and executives being in there and whatnot but yeah i don't think it's going to be a vastly different movie like the snyder cut of justice league is going to be to the theatrical version of the justice league but i think it'll be more of a David Ayer movie. Like you watch Suicide Squad and there's parts of it that very much reflect his sensibilities and parts of it that feel like somebody completely different came in, which is what happened, right? So yeah, I think it'll be uh, a different version of what we got. But yeah, you'll get more Joker for sure. There'll be a few storylines with a couple of the characters that'll be tweaked a little bit, maybe fleshed out a bit more. I know there's some more stuff with Katana in there. Uh, I think we spent some more time with Diablo. In fact, they shared pictures of Diablo in the final scenes of the movie, whereas in the theatrical cut, spoilers, but he dies. So there's definitely something different that happened over that period well, of time. That's my boy. So, I like Diablo a lot. He's actually he's like good. probably one of the best points, at least for me. Yeah. So shoot, we got more of him. Yeah, so in that last scene where they're all kind of on the stairs and they're standing over the Enchantress's body and they think that she's dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it was David Ayer himself posted a picture and it was the theatrical cut and there's no Diablo in the scene. And then in the picture he posted, Diablo is standing right next to Will Smith, Margot Robbie and Joel Kinnaman. So, yeah, there will be differences and you'll get all that stuff that they tease in the marketing materials with the Joker and the burnt face and stuff like that post helicopter crash. Mm -hmm. So that'll be in there. And it seems like it's going to be more of like like you're saying, Carlos, because it took form in an editing room, it would be more like a an ultimate cut or the director's cut type thing, right? Where it's it's going to be everything's there. It just needs to be mm-hmm. recompiled into whatever form it originally was. It'll be something like Blade Runner, right? Yeah. You look at the yeah. original Blade Runner that came out and the versions that we get now with like the director's cut. Mm-hmm. I think there's like three of them, yeah, like extended so and like the definitive one or whatever it is. Yeah. But yeah, it'll be like that where the the structure is the same, but some of the finishings are different and mm-hmm. a yeah. bit more fleshed out. So that'll be cool. I'm here for it. And it makes sense, right? Yeah. You look at how much um, social media exposure they got off of the release of Snyder Cut thing. Like, shoot, for no cost, David Ayer would probably go in for free and put it back together for them. Yeah, so. he would. Well, just to save his name, right? Because like, like, he's made some <laughs> terrific films like Fury, Unbelievable, End of Watch. He wrote Training Day, like... He's done some good stuff. And then, you know, he's even saying, like, my name's been dragged through the mud. People being like, oh, you made Suicide Squad. When he's like, they cut my film to pieces. And he's like, it's not fair to me. And it totally, I totally see a side then. If he's going to get, if he's going to get dragged through the mud, he might as well get dragged through the mud for the film he made. Not that the trailer mm-hmm. company came in and recut it. And it's like, 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 like some of the stuff in Suicide Squad, like, makes no sense. Like, why do you have to introduce Harley Quinn and Deadshot twice? Like, that's always been, like, such a weird thing to me. It's like, what? But, like, yeah, you're totally right. Like, it's just uh, people have actually seen the air cut, right? Like a test screen. So 
And from what I've heard, people said they liked it a lot. So shoot, yeah. man, I'm I'm there. Bring it on. I, I agree. It it's it's a very sensible business model at this point in time. You're gonna run out of movies eventually to do this with uh, unless <laughs> keeps going in there and tweaking things but yet to be seen so it's gonna be an interesting you know there's there's the release of trank cut of fantastic four which was quickly debunked by josh trank himself that's not happening <laughs> and even on the flip side of things asking for films in the sensibility of the the fan movement here make solo 2 happen was something that you know happened on may 25th very positive movement but that's really been driven by the resistance broadcast and so that's out there here so there is power behind the fans here there is power to make a difference and look guys we're getting tons of movies out of it tons of content and we're going to be here discussing it each and every week to see what happens next in this space but guys we have to wrap it up it is late it's been great talking about the snyder cut and all this positivity surrounding it in its release here on hbo max in 2021 over the past two weeks and guys it is time for us to put a pin in this episode. We're going to be coming back next week, like we always do, talking all things Star Wars, Marvel, and DC. So, guys, if you like to be a bigger part of this show, you can always hit us up at thenerdroom at gmail.com. You can find everything we do at the redesigned nerdroom.net, the nerdroom.net, I should say. Uh, give us our address properly there. And you can find everything we do over on Instagram at the NerdRM. And you can find our Twitter handles at the end of the episode. We're always one around looking for something to discuss. Go check out the Star Wars Commonwealth. And also, last but not least, our man Rob Wade over at Emotionally14.com where he endorses this very podcast. So head over there and check out everything that he is doing. With all that being said, guys, it is time to go revisit Batman vs. Superman for a potential... Am I going to say it? No, we're not going to do that right now. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe sometime in the future. But guys, until next week for the Nerd Room, I'm Tim. I'm Troy. I'm Batman. And I'm Sanjay. And hopefully we'll see him next week. Guys, thank you very much for entering the Nerd Room. This has been a Nerd Room podcast production. You can find our hosts Tim, Troy, and Sanjay on Twitter at TheNerdRM, TroyTheBoy87, and Sanjabi. For more content from The Nerd Room, check out thenerdroom.net. And don't forget to subscribe to The Nerd Room on iTunes, Podbean, Spotify, or wherever you plug in. Be sure to head over to StarWarsCommonwealth.com to find more podcasts from Star Wars Commonwealth Podcast Network, including Talk Star Wars, Tumbling Saber, Generation X-Wing, Road Squadron Podcast, San Diego Saber's Radio Podcast, Retro Inc., and The Sandcrawler Podcast. Follow Star Wars Commonwealth on Twitter at SWCommonwealth and take your first steps into a larger world.